Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of On the Horizon. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. I've got Eric Colette with me. Eric, how's it going? Good, good. Sounds like you just got back from vacation in green, lush Oregon, even though was it, I know it was hot. You said it was hot. Was it also still green and lush or no? No, it's, it's, it's green and lush and very hot. It's, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a scorcher. I think that I just left as they hit a uh, record, record of like 113, maybe 115. I don't know. Some crazy number. That's beyond me. I can't imagine Portland ever being like that, but it was very hot. <laughs> so did it break the record by a degree or two or by 10 degrees? I don't know, but I think it was significant. Yeah. Interesting. Of course I can look that up, but well, you know, we can talk about global warming and all that good stuff, but um, we can probably just avoid those conversations for now. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Well, sir, I appreciate you uh, joining today and the blog that we decided to cover uh, based on your recommendation, which is great. Uh, The title is uh, My Virtual Onboarding Experience with VMware Workspace ONE by Wendy Luing. Am I saying that last name right? I hope so. Okay, Okay, it came out uh, June June 21st, so just the other day. Uh, I'm going to share my screen so you can see it. But, um, you know, onboarding... That's important. That's the uh, end user's first experience of what it's like working for a company. I can tell you personally, uh, I'm happy when people show up for day two because onboarding, ooh, sometimes not so pretty around this place. Yeah, it, a lot of effort goes into just making sure that they know what they're supposed to be doing as soon as they get landed. But I, I mean, going through multiple, and you've gone through this before, both sides of it, actually, uh, bringing somebody on board and then hoping that they can get the ropes, uh, figure out where those different pieces are that they need to know, uh, like, like access to the to your primary website that has all of your marketing information and so forth. That is hard to find and it's hard to communicate. It's like you want to inherently give people that tribal knowledge. That's so- I've yeah. been onboarding. I, I've been onboarded as an employee since 2009. Every job I've had, it was always remote. Uh, mm-hmm. However, for a bunch of people, the pandemic probably was the first time they've ever been onboarded as a new person without going into the office, at least on the first day. That's kind of the concept behind this blog, isn't it? Yeah. H. I, there's also another mention of you can see onboarding remotely, onboarded remotely. Uh, she mentions links to another person's article and their experience as well. Uh, it's in that third paragraph. But yeah, that's exactly it. The fact is, you don't, most of the onboarding experiences that I've had have been remote as well. And sometimes you you get like two weeks of here's how everything works. Here's all the information that you're looking for. And it's it's kind of spoon fed in a in a particular fashion. But there are some situations where the person just needs to hit the ground running. I mean, getting email on the first day of work and being able to access it and, and not having, uh, you know, there's probably a tricklet first, of course, but just being able to dry, dive in, have access to all of your tools, have that onboarding process taken, uh, taken care of you. And it carries you from one set to the next. Well, in this world, right, you might be expected to be on a meeting an hour after you're, after you started. <laughs> yeah. In today's world, you know, one that used to be in person. Now you're going to be on with 20 people you've never met. Yeah. Uh, And we can even go 
even earlier than that, when it comes to the offer letter, the offer letter comes through this system. There's a there's a one-way, one-time link that you get, and you know, it's given to you while you're on the phone with a representative from the from the company. That one-time link clicks in and it lets you establish your identity. The identity has been partially established already in Workspace One, but uh, it ties you to a workflow. And that workflow says, do they accept the offer letter or do they not? You know, they can peruse it. They can review it. When they check that little checkbox, then it gives them the next portion. It's like, okay, here's your preference of laptops. Here's your preference of, uh, here's your onboarding information. These are the trainings that we want you to get started on. Just this this step-by-step process that just brings them to a place where they can feel comfortable and introduces all of those individuals. So Eric, you mentioned the laptop. That used to be yeah. the, the entitlement that everybody got when they started working. You know, from a remote perspective, that's a difficult one because you don't want to give them the laptop before they start, but you mm-hmm. need to be productive from the minute they, you know, punch the first clock, the virtual clock. Um, that's kind of what you guys are doing here is enabling that type of um, online onboarding with productivity and guidance, uh, but you don't have that physical, tangible thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how do you work without a, a laptop? But that's the beauty of this whole Workspace One instance is you have all of your web-enabled solutions, Office 365, access to that. You know, if, if email is coming through that or if it's coming through another system, you can have that remotely managed and single sign-on set up immediately. But yeah, it, you can start to work on day one. Personally, so I went through this just earlier this year because uh, while I used to work for VMware before, there was a, a short period where I did not. And so when I came back on board, they brought me through that process. They gave me the offer letter through this little single sign-on link. And as soon as I got in, uh, all of my tools were available. I had Office 365. I actually still use my primary machine, my my home computer for most of my work. And then I have my laptop set up for secondary and uh, like VPN stuff. Isn't that funny that you use your home computer probably because you like the comfort of it, the monitors, the keyboard, the mouse, the the desk, the the chair, Um, your work device is your secondary work device. Your home device is your primary work device. That's, that's crazy. If you stop and think about it. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but it makes total sense too, because that's, you know, that's what we're enabling here. Yeah. If I were to show you my 34 inch ultra wide curved monitor. Mm. Yeah. You, you <laughs> it's nice. It's nice so to I, work I, with. I do want you to show me that. Not now, but I, I got to buy one and I would love to have a recommendation on you know what you think is a good fit for that. Yeah, absolutely. High refresh. Beautiful gorgeous. So Eric, we kind of talked around what's in the blog. Do you want to walk through, you know, what, um, what well, so, I mean, some of what we just talked about really is she, you know, how she received that welcome email or the offer letter she originally received. And then as soon as she accepted, she gets the welcome email that basically brings her in the, the single links that the one-time generated links that pull her all the way into the environment. And then, with Workspace One, you basically have your footprint of, of favorite apps that immediately show up on your screen when you log into the Intelligent Hub. And that is 
both on your phone and on your computer through the web browser. Uh, or you can download the Intelligent Hub for the computer as well. But I mean, I use almost entirely the web-based solutions. And she gets in, she's able to do self-service for uh, password resets if she wants to. There's, there's so much that is handed to you. As long as you authenticate, as long as you have your two-factor or multi-factor authentication on your, system, on, your, on your phone, you're good to go. It's, uh, it's probably one of the most seamless experiences. And one of the counterbalances to this is if you have a poor experience or if you have to generate 12 different passwords to get all of your stuff set up, that becomes this barrier to entry that uh, a lot of people, and they were talking about during the pandemic, people who were hired on remotely ended up ghosting their companies because the onboarding experience wasn't fluid enough. Yeah. It was. So, so Eric, what do we think the main thing is? Is, is it, is it having a central place where everything is? Is it about having a central single identity? What's what's the number one thing that a workspace centric world brings to the new employee? Oh, it's it's. I think it's the instant accessibility. Uh, yes, single sign on plays into that. I think also the smooth experience plays into that. But it's uh, you don't have to futz with a lot of uh, extra steps to get access to things that you already should have access to. I mean, zero day, one, re- one day, first day, I had access to all of my email and it was uninterrupted access. And I could hit it remotely or I could hit it on a work laptop. It, it was instantaneous. Now, thereafter, there's all these little nice-to-haves that seem to start trickling in and weaving into it, but I, I personally think it's instant access to tools and applications. Uh, so, so, Eric, to get a little more technical, that laptop that comes, if I'm a VMware employee, is it? Is it? Um, how, how soon after I on board does it show up? Well, my laptop showed up almost a week after, but that's because I had very specific requirements. <laughs> One of it, which was, it wasn't a Mac laptop. <laughs> so the laptop shows up. Um, is it is it um, bare metal or does it already have a pre-provisioned operating system on it? Uh, in this case, we had a pre-provisioned operating system. Mm-hmm. We weren't fully using the dropship solution that we have right now. But yeah, it, your mileage may vary per organization. And I, I will say that this is prototype. For us, we have been prototyping it, our own dog food, if you say, or our own champagne for those who are a little bit fancier. But yeah, this is something we've been prototyping internally, but plan on rolling out to the greater world. And, and Eric, was it domain joined when you got it or did you? Actually, it was. It was domain joined. Okay. <clears throat> now, if it wasn't domain joined, is there a way with Workspace One to join it to the domain from a remote perspective? Or is it important that it shows up domain joined? Uh, you can, there are two different provision routes. You can either do this offline provisioning for dropship where uh, this goes in house to like a partner like yourself and it is composed and pulled, everything's pulled into it and it's enrolled into Workspace One in that in that moment. 
So as soon as it's enrolled in the Workspace ONE, then that domain joining process can happen. It basically, we're bootstrapping it so that when it hits at the customer side, it's good to go. Now, there's a second approach where we can do it directly from the manufacturer of the device and bootstrap it at that point. But you have to have a lot of configuration on the backside of the customer to to make it happen. Still, it's seamless. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then she mentions here, did now do most uh, VMware employees get a phone or do you bring your own phone? Uh, for me, I brought my own phone. Uh, yeah, there's it. it <laughs> I've seen people walk around with multiple phones. It's like, this is my work phone. I can't, I can't abide that. But I mean, just the beauty of being able to say, here's my work profile. And my work profile has a little switch that lets me disable it. So that if I don't want to have any uh, of the information routed through or the VPN or the tunnel, uh, we have uh, VMware's tunnel application that takes application specific information and routes it. So as long as I have that turned off, none of that stuff is enabled. But when I turn it on, it'll require me to do a little validation and then all of my applications come back. Okay. But yeah, keeps everything separate keeps everything distinct. Now is the BYOD, bring your own phone, device phone, um, yeah. that optional or does everybody BYOD or do some people actually get a VMware issued phone? I think I know of some people who have a VMware issued phone. Mm -hmm. I think you can ask for it. Uh, I, I've never felt the need to. <laughs> I, I don't see her mentioning bringing or not bringing her own phone, but. Yeah. And, and she yeah. Uh, mentioned something here called Boxer and maybe I'm just ignorant. What, uh, Zoom, yeah. obviously, she talks about and that being pre, pre uh, available to her and then Boxer, what is Vo Boxer? Boxer is the application that goes, uh, well, it's one of the applications that came with AirWatch. Uh, when, when VMware purchased AirWatch, Boxer was part of that ensemble. Uh, or is that Zimbra? No, I hope it's not Zimbra. <laughs> that was a while ago. But Boxer is is our preferred application, but you can use Outlook or you can use a variety of other uh, applications. Just as long as it's provisioned through Workspace One, you should be good. So it's it's a it's a it's an entitlement. It's a mail app. That yes, comes with the Workspace product. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, and so Wendy kind of wraps it up and it's happy to be on board of VMware and, and happy to drink her own champagne, right? You eat your own dog food, but drink your own champagne. Um, and it's, it's great to see employees of a company get to experience the benefits of what it is they do. Uh, there's nothing better that enables someone to sell or market it than actually consuming it in a positive way. We had our, you know, we have virtual desktops at Zintegra and one of my leaders said to one of my other leaders this morning, hey, you're not using it. And the guy's like, well, because I don't like it. Well, you haven't used it in a year. You don't know how good it is these days. And mm -hmm. um, the rest of us are like, yeah, you need to use it. You'll find out it's better than local experience uh, because you have faster access to everything you need. And uh, we do it right. Users come to us. We don't have to force them to use the technology. Yes. Yes. You need to be able to draw them into it. It, it put it in the path of execution. I mean, a phone. In fact, no doubt. 
And if you do it from day one, like we are here in this example, um, it becomes native and natural and they don't know the legacy ways of doing it. Hopefully it will get to a point in the next couple of generations of workers where this is the normal way of doing it. And the idea that uh, you had to go and, you know, create a local user on a laptop and, and log in and join a domain and do all this stuff manually is, you know, long since gone. Just, I just remember going through and, and setting up my, my folder of bookmarks for my work. So the folder of bookmarks and all the associated passwords that would have to go with that folder of bookmarks. Oh, here's this internal site, this internal site, and all that stuff is now in this in in our app selection tool. All of our, all of those tiles, and you just click on the the application you're looking for. It uses single sign-on to log you into it. Even internal sites, internal sites use the same in a SSO process. It's right. super simple. Love it. Well, Eric, hopefully you don't ever have to go through another onboarding and you're, you've been hired by your last employer, but if you do, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the experience evolves further. Yeah. I, I really have a hard time thinking of working anywhere else specifically because of how easy my access is to everything. <laughs> so and it I have started a, with onboarding. Yeah. It started with onboarding. I think, the, I think the marketing guys would love us for saying that. <laughs> well, Eric, what else is going on in your world? Anything else you'd want to drop before we uh, kind of wrap this one up? Not necessarily. Um, I would say rugged devices fall into the same categories as this too. So when we, when we get more in line with rugged devices, we have a lot of support for that already. But yeah, I mean, it, it applies to all devices, phones, rugged devices and so forth. So Windows, obviously. Windows 11. Yeah, Windows Ooh. 11. Uh, let's come back to that. Uh, Mac, uh, iOS, Android, mm -hmm. you know, Samsung, Secure, whatever it's called these days. Um, you know, really, is there is there an operating system um, that you can't support with Workspace ONE? Oh, Linux. I, I could say that you can do it through some sort of streamline approach, uh, but that would be the more of the more difficult of the bunch since there are so many flavors of Linux. Mm -hmm. But since we do have support for Mac, and there's a bit of a backend there, but we actually have to work through uh, Apple's Apple's uh, dedicated layer in order to get that done. Right. So, uh, but. Yeah, Linux would be the only thing that I would say is the wild card, but you could find a way to do it with scripting. So you mentioned uh, Windows 11. What, is, what are the main things to know about Windows 11 and what, uh, what VMware is working on um, with Windows 11 that's different than Windows 10, both you know, the goods and the bad? So I, if I say anything, it basically puts me outside of my depth, but I know that our teams work very closely with Microsoft, and I guarantee that we'll have support out the gate. Mm -hmm. But I can neither confirm or deny much of that at the moment. <laughs> so it depends, right? Consultant. Yes, it's a, it's yeah, it's a, it's an it depends answer. Yeah. Well, Eric, I appreciate you joining, and we'll uh, we'll do this again uh, in a week or two when I get back from vacation. Fantastic. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. See ya.